one. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Weird Realities. Today we're going to talk about some very weird cursed and haunted objects. Gracie, I think we can agree that some of the most inspiring paranormal phenomena used in literature is that of haunted or cursed objects. In these cases, all manner of normally mundane items will be permeated and imbued with supernatural forces, sometimes to the point that the object in question is deemed cursed and locked away. So there have been cursed or haunted paintings, cars, and others, but sometimes the item in question seems to be the last thing one would expect paranormal weirdness to, to gather around. So um, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at some very unusual examples of cursed items in which the most normally sounding things become beacons of the paranormal. But before we get into today's topic, if you are a fan of mythology, folklore, and the supernatural paranormal truths that feed your curiosity and stir your imagination, um, then you've come to the right place. If this is your jam, hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. Be sure to turn on all notifications so do you, you do not miss any of our uploads. All right, so let's go ahead and start on today's topic. Gracie, why don't you take a minute and tell us about the story you found on Facebook this weekend? Absolutely. It goes to show you that cursed objects, you can find them anywhere and sometimes you can find them in your own backyard. So like the rest of us on Facebook, we probably all have joined a few uh, Facebook yard sale groups or uh, garage sale groups. And I was scrolling through my Facebook this weekend and someone had posted an antique baby carriage for sale. The baby carriage was very ornate. It was all wrought iron. It, it looked like it, you know, had seen some use. And the person that was selling it said that they had received it for Christmas, but they wanted to sell it. And in their um, ad on Facebook, they specifically said, oh, full disclosure, this item is haunted. So there's that. And <laughs> bam. <laughs> and bam. And I'm just saying like the Facebook comments were just amazing. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, let's, let's um, welcome your baby into the, nor the, the world with paranormal activity. <laughs> and then you found a news story where the same family had talked about their experience with this baby carriage, talking about all kinds of paranormal phenomena that was going on in the house um, after they received this baby carriage for Christmas. Uh, there Actually, was that was funny. Um, one of my friends sent that to me because yeah. they knew that I'm into that, and they were like, "Look what I found!" <laughs> Look. And according to that story, the family had experienced loud noises, unusual noises in the house. Um, didn't one of the stories? Didn't it say something about a coffee cup had fallen off of the table and shattered in the floor in the middle of the night? Um, so uh, it was it was some it was some hair lot. raising experiences these I people know. had <laughs> in a short amount of time so yeah I mean I I would not sell it I think I would try to get rid of it to someone that could take care of a your normal object of that that magnitude <laughs> um yeah I wouldn't want to push that off on someone else Definitely but it does to show you, we can find these haunted objects everywhere. And um, you've got a story 
about um, some family friends that have a story about a local plantation in our area. Yes, um, actually, one of my friends that I grew up with, uncle owns the Myrtles Plantation down near New Orleans. And the Myrtles Plantation is considered to be one of the most haunted spots in the United States. Um, it's right outside of New Orleans. It's beautiful. I've always wanted to go. I've never actually been. That's how we got to talking about it is we wanted to do a girls weekend down there sometime. And he said, oh, well, my uncle owns it. So let me know when y'all are going. But um, one of the things about the Myrtles is they have a spooky item. And the item is there is a mirror. And locals claim that the mirror is cursed and has the spirit of Sarah Woodruff and her two children who were poisoned by their slave Chloe trapped inside it. And um, I believe that reports have said that people have seen like handprints mysteriously appear on the mirror while they're looking at it. And sometimes they see people in the mirror that aren't there or they see the apparitions. So it's, it's pretty, um, Interesting. I've never, like I said, I've never been. I want to go. So maybe sometime when um, things open back up, we can go down there. Oh, that would be amazing. You know, talking about mirrors, you know, mirrors, they have, well, first of all, I mean, they have a very um, spooky presence sometimes. And if you'll remember, there's an old tradition that when your family member would pass away and back in the days where you kept the body in your house for a week until you could actually do the burial, they would cover up the mirrors in the house with a dark veil because the legend had, would have it that if the corpse glimpsed an image of themselves, that their soul would be trapped in that mirror. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So they felt like that mirror was the portal between our world and the spiritual world. And they well, wanted to protect that portal I'll, I'll tell you a quick um, story. I have a friend. Um, it's one of the, my friends that I have. Um, I met in the pagan community. And he actually, when he was a small child, would see um, like images in mirrors. Mm -hmm. And um, it, this is the creepiest story. I got chills just thinking about it. The mirror he would just sit like a tv he would watch it like a tv when he was like three or four years old mm -hmm. and then one night this man in like this hooded figure came out of the mirror and he screamed and when his mom ran in the room the man was gone but the room smelled like sulfur Ooh. i know i get chills thinking about it but um she immediately took the mirror out of the house she um and in the future she would she would not even let him read um, any of the harry potter books he could not read um any of the lord of the rings anything with magic anything mm -hmm. like that she would not let him have anything to do with it wow i know wow we well, you know that dark mirrors they've been used for um you know as far as time itself as used for scrying like you would maybe a crystal ball or maybe even a bowl of water and you know dark mirrors have really picked up some popularity over the last few years and you can even find them at psychic fairs or um, trade shows and you can purchase them and bring them home but you know I really would not recommend it. 
No, not at all. I mean, it, it's it's really a dangerous object to deal with. And when, and when I was doing some research for our program tonight, I found a story of a particular dark mirror. And it was the same thing. This woman, she goes to a psychic fair and they have a little trade booth set up and she, she buys a dark mirror because she wanted to try her hand at scrying. And, you know, for several days, the woman, she, she said that she didn't get anything out of it, that she, she thought it didn't work. And her daughter, her adult daughter, came to visit her one day and found the mirror. It was tucked away in a closet and she had wrapped a cloth around it. And her daughter asked her what happened with the mirror. And she said she did not want to talk about it, that the mirror was evil. So the daughter took the mirror out and she eventually donated it to the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult. And when the mirror was on display in the, the museum, people would that were brave enough to look at the mirror saw images of their own death or even their own decomposing corpse. And one visitor even decided to touch the mirror and her handprint was etched into the glass. And she kept trying to rub her handprint off the mirror. And she tried this for hours. And finally she threatened to break the glass and then her handprint just, it just disappeared. And oh man, that's creepy. Isn't that creepy? And it's then, so creepy. Yeah, and it kept getting worse. And the traveling museum set up their next exhibit in a notorious haunted asylum, which you know is really never a good idea either. <laughs> yeah, let's just <laughs> open up all that all that bad energy. Exactly. And the visitors to that particular um, uh, museum stop. They were getting electrical charges from the mirror. They were getting pain and headaches when they looked into the mirror. And one woman's mouth even filled up with blood. Oh my God. And oh, you know. That's that's like a whole new level of creepy. Yeah. But the legend is when you look into this particular mirror, you see your worst fear. So and it manifests back to you. Well, that's crazy. I know. I mean, no, no, I'm not looking in that mirror. I know. It's like, who wants to go see, you know, what's my worst fear? Because you know there's a there, you know there's a bunch of people lined up. Exactly. And you know, it, it may be really scary, but when things get back to normal, I want to find this traveling museum of the paranormal in a cult. I wanna say they have um been to New Orleans before because I think that yeah. I had shown interest so I had an update for a while exactly. but um, I'll have to ask I love stuff okay. like that I would love you know we that, to see more of it around here but you know New well, Orleans is about as close as we can get exactly and another object that they have in this museum is called the Catskills Crone and I'd never heard of this but it was a statue that was found by some hikers and it was in a cave deep in the Catskills area of New York. And when they found the statue, it has nails for eyes and a noose was t- tied around its neck. So 
you know, the hikers decided it would be an amazing idea to take this statue home. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's take the statue with nails for eyes. Let's take this home. See, this I is, would think I walked across. <laughs> My impression would be I walked across some, some dark people's, you know, monument or their, you know, I don't know, their, their pulpit. I don't need to be here. <laughs> I need to tiptoe tip away. Hope my DNA didn't get left behind. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, if I saw a statue like that, I would just run in the other direction. And you better run behind me because I don't run for any good reason. <laughs> That's right. There's, so, there's something evil behind me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's so crazy. So when the hikers took the statue home, they started seeing muddy footprints all over their house and they were smelling stagnant pond water all throughout the house. And, and finally, about a week later, they saw an old woman crouched in the shadows of their living room. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this crone was a heart, like an apparition with an emaciated body and eyes that glowed in the dark. Oh my God. <laughs> And so how long did it take for them to connect that with the statue, the crazy statue they brought home for their hiking? I don't think it would take long, <laughs> you know. That's what happens, people, when you bring home this crazy stuff. Exactly. I mean, what's with it? It's like if these hikers had been in a horror movie, they would have been dead. Yeah, yeah. They would be it's, the dead people. It, it's very Blair Witchy. <laughs> very Blair Witchy. Um, so yeah, exactly. So the hikers ended up donating the statue to the traveling museum, and it's it's kept safely in, in their archives now. Um, but yeah, we can just find these stories from everywhere. And like you mentioned at the at the top in our introduction, you know, there's so much of our entertainment in books that are based on these haunted objects and. You know, we can think about, of course, Christine from the Stephen King book, um, Annabelle the doll, and just please don't get me started about how creepy dolls are. I hate. I hate oh no, no. Um, I think I told you when we, we brought this topic up that I really didn't want to talk about the haunted dolls because they mm-hmm. totally creep me out. Um, and I know that you, you're aware of this. The you know our our listening audience is not, but. My mother recently passed away and my mother has this little doll. <laughs> Her oh name God. is Patricia and Patricia is something that the rest of us are all like kind of creeped out by. And so we had a, um, my family had an ongoing joke about um, sh- should we put Patricia in the coffin with her? <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. And, I, and, and my mom had um she had this little thing. It was kind of, it sounded like a rattle that whenever she wanted to get my attention, I was in the other room, she would shake it. So I would come in there and check on her. Mm-hmm. And so my, 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 um, my friend had made the comment about putting the, the, the little shaker thing in there too. And I said, Oh no, 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 because I just have a feeling I'm going to wake up one night. I want to hear the shaking and then I'm going to hear the pitter patter. a little <laughs> And there's going to be Patricia with that thing shaking it. Covered oh, in no, dirt. No, no. No, no. no. <laughs> My rule of thumb, all dolls and any clown related objects are haunted. And I just stay away from them. Yes, yes. Um, if, if, no, if it has an funny. image of a clown on it, no, no. 
Yeah, I've never understood the fascination with with the feel goodness of a clown because they do not inspire feel goodness in me. (laughs) You know, we could talk about this for another episode, but there is like an actual um, psychological phenomenon behind people that don't like dolls or clowns or ventriloquist dummies. It's it's an actual thing. I've known someone that I mean, it she had the fear of clowns to the point mm-hmm. where she would shut down if she like walked up to a garage sale and mm-hmm. someone had one out she would mm-hmm. just shut down um well I think it and, I think it was found by Freud it's called the fear of the unreal like you know that that's real but then it's not interesting and that that um that conflict in your psyche is what makes you afraid wow See, that's, that's some deep stuff right there. Down For me, I know I, I'm more of a, like, um, years ago, I worked at the bookstore, go figure, right? Um, and <laughs> there was this clown that would come in. And it, I know that the, it, realistically, I know he was just there, but he creeped all of me and the other booksellers out. And like one of the guys came up and he goes, um, if the, the clown's name, which I'm not going to repeat in case someone knows him. Um <laughs> But let's just say Ronald if Ronald um, shows up and leaves leaves a bag. I'm out of here, <laughs> you know, because he would come in every day and every day uh, he would be there. And I guess it's probably between jobs or something. But it would just really creep us out. No, 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 no. I know because you know has- he wouldn't say anything. He would just yeah. do, you know, like make balloon animals and come up and like it, it was like I said, oh, no. not a, it was not a joyful experience for me. No. And my husband asked me one time, he said, did you watch Bozo growing up? I said, no, I did not. I did not watch Bozo. And I, I apologize to the Bozo fans out there, but no, I did not watch it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> so all these haunted objects that have become legend over time, a lot of movies are based off of them. So Hadley, why don't you tell us about the, ha- the haunted object that they based the movie The Possession on? Okay, well, first, I want to say I did not know there was a movie. Oh, interesting. I had heard um, about this box on a podcast or, or something that I was watching. And basically, um, it caught my attention because um, it's it's a traditional Jewish wine box. It's called, I think, a, a, I'm probably going to butcher the word, people. So I'm sorry. Again, you know, I am I am not... Um, an authority on in, on any of this stuff. I, I'm just, just like you. I'm, I'm just intrigued. But I think it's called a Dubuque box, and mm-hmm. it is a traditional Jewish wine box. Um, but this one is said to be possessed, and that a very malicious spirit was said to haunt it, mm-hmm. um, and that the spirit could even possess living beings around it. So. Um, I think it came into light around 2001 when Kevin Manis purchased a wine cabinet and then he immediately started having these terrible nightmares. Um, he, not making the connection, decided to gift the cabinet to his mother who had um, then when she received the gift suffered a stroke like the very day she received it and I think and from what I remember she had tried to tell him to get rid of it mm-hmm. um, because being an older um, Jewish lady, she, she recognized that it was something wrong with it. Um, at least I guess that's, again, I'm probably butchering the story. It's been a while, but um, 
everyone who had part had this he sold it and the last owner was someone and I think if memory serves me correct was this guy that he was into haunted objects and that was like one of the reasons he bought it and he was very interested in um what was going to happen but then he freaked out too and he called the original owner which happened to be Kevin and they um I don't they they just disposed of it but I mean it's still out there so y'all stay away from any traditional Jewish wine boxes that you come across at a yard sale Exactly. Well, I think it was donated to a museum, and it's the same museum that it is. It did. Yes. Yes. That is correct. Held all. Yes. That is correct. That is correct. Um, memory's coming back to me now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, um, I did totally forget about that. But yeah, it was. It was really some really disturbing things. And if someone wants to um, Google that, I suggest doing it because I can't we don't have enough time to tell you how creepy and weird that was but it's spelled d-y-b-b-u-k box b-o-x so google it terrify yourself and (laughs) (laughs) and think of us when you do Um, exactly exactly and I think so. we've got some uh, friends at Bipolar Teddy Bear that sent us another one. Yes, 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 yes. Our, our good fit friends at the Bipolar Teddy Bear Network sent us um, an article uh, that let us know about this haunted chair in England and that it was, it was it's like the murder chair and that people who sat in it were they they met a mysterious and you know bloody end after sitting in the chair and it was to the i think that the, it was a murderer who he sat at this chair at this pub and um upon wow. finishing like his meal and this is this was like you know like 1500 and something i mean it was a, it was a long, long time ago but the hauntings and and the um the the murders that the chair committed it, they went into like I want to say like the there was one account of some RAF pilots I think that um had sat there and then they this was during World War II and they died afterwards and another one was like maybe in the 50s or 60s so I mean it, it was pretty you know a, a long and lengthy but bloody chair um thing but you know people didn't sit there now I think it's hanging in a um the Thrisk Museum in the UK and it's it's hung 1.5 meters off the ground to prevent further deaths but the guy had said when he finished his meal before getting hung because I think he was like a serial killer but um may sudden death come to anyone who dares sit in my chair and since then 63 people who dared to sit in his chair met an untimely and terrifying death Wow. So, wow. He was real he was really passionate about that chair. Uh, damn it, no one was gonna sit in his <laughs> his chair at the pub. I mean, it puts a whole a whole new um spin on the whole cheers norm and feel um feel uh, thing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that will not be a regular chair. No one sits there. No exactly, one. exactly. And Hadley, you're supposed to be on the uh, Bipolar Teddy Bear Network podcast soon, aren't you? Yes, I'm actually scheduled to appear on their show February 20th, so look out. Um, If you aren't familiar with these guys, 
I'm sorry, my, my, I have a sick dog today and he is fussing for my attention. So I'm sorry guys. That's who you hear huffing in the background. Um, these guys, they cover multiple subjects that have anything to do with conspiracy, true crime, paranormal. Um, and it, it's a group of them. And it, I mean, they're, they're friends, obviously they get together, they have a shared interest and their mission is to learn as much as they can about the subjects that they talk about. And they're wanting to create a community of like-minded individuals. And so they had reached out to me, um, well, to us on Twitter. I just happened to be man in the post. And um, yeah, they're great. And I have, they have got some really great videos and stuff on their YouTube channel. So be sure to follow them on Twitter. Um, Also follow us on Twitter, but definitely um, follow Bipolar Teddy Bear. They're Bipolar underscore TB. Or watch their content on YouTube at Bipolar Teddy Bear Network. So, so follow us first and then go follow yeah. <laughs> We're weird reality. So follow us first, you know. Yes, we always come first. Yes. Um, so ladies first. Ladies first, exactly, exactly. So I yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being on there and they want to have you on at some point too. So, I mean, it should be whenever, whenever your, your busy schedule opens up, you know, reach out. I, I'm telling you, it's just, it's like when it rains, it pours like it. If, if, if someone needs me to do something, they're going to find me right now. <laughs> so, and it, it, I think it's a side effect of actually working from home because everybody thinks when you work from home, you've got all this time. And truly you don't. No. You know, you have this, you know, same amount of time as you had before. It's just, you're accessible. Well, I think, and I say this because having worked from home uh, off and on for like the last um, 10 years, you have people who they do consider it working from home and they take care of all their home stuff first and their work stuff secondly. But I think that um, with the current state of the world kind of shifting to the new normal, um, we're going to see that people are a lot more serious. Because I think a lot of people are going to find out they want to stay home. Exactly. Exactly. And I would just like to mention right now, I think this is a good segue. Next month for our next podcast, we're going to talk about the anniversary of COVID-19 and how it's really changed um, society and how we view the world. And we're going to talk about the weirdness of the virus itself. Yes. And that's something that I definitely want um, us to mention is that we're going to look at it from like the metaphysical new age community's um, stance on what's going on with the virus and also the medical community and some cover work excuse me cover ups we have discovered exactly exactly um, and we're going to share some thoughts that we have and they they may not be your traditional thoughts about it but it might get you to thinking about it definitely absolutely so I guess back to the topic we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Wanted yeah. art. I think that's our next. Yeah. We're going to talk about some artwork. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like, you know, these haunted objects, they have some definite categories they fall into, and haunted art's one of them. So why don't you tell me about one that you found? Well, I found two really interesting ones. Um, and then an art, another artifact, um, which... The Anguished Man painting is some is a painting that Sean Robinson inherited from his grandmother, and he decided to hang the painting on the wall of his house, 
Well, Sean and his wife started experiencing um, some paranormal events, like doors, you know, opening in the middle of the night. They would hear these blood-curdling screams from nowhere, just yeah. coming from their house. Well, Sean's wife decided, screw this. She was going to get to the bottom of what was going on with that painting, because, uh-huh. you know, she knew. And found she found out that the artist who had painted it committed suicide, but before doing that um, brutal act, he had mixed his own blood in with the paint that he used to make the painting. Oh, wow. Yeah, they said not for us and decided to put the painting in their basement of their house. They said, no, no. I, I, basement wouldn't be far enough. <laughs> I'm telling you, isn't it, that the truth? It, it, it needs to be miles away from me. <laughs> it needs to be in the travel in a cult show. Are you serious? Uh, another one was the Hands Resist Him painting by artist Bill Stoneham. And he is, it's probably one of the most haunted pieces of art. And this creeped me out so bad. Um, according to the artist himself, the painting is a representation of the doorway that connects our world with the world of the spirits. And the owners of the paintings have claimed that, you know, I've saw a picture of the painting and it's got these two creepy looking kids and like behind them is this window and there's like all these, like, it looks like hands. It made me think of like, you know, the zombie Mm -hmm. pictures that you see with the hands pressed against something. It looked like that. But there's no, there's no bodies. It's just these hands. But the characters in the picture move or disappear overnight. So you could just be like going to get you a glass of water and walk by the painting and those little creepy kids aren't there. Where are those creepy kids, Michelle? (laughs) (laughs) I could not live with that painting in my house. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Did you know whatever happened to the painting? Do they still have it or? It didn't say, the research I found, I, I didn't dig too deep this month, guys. Right. I'm sorry. Like I said, I got other stuff going on. I get, um, I get it. So I, I did not find out, but I, it did not give me any indication that they did not. So I'm guessing they still they still have it. And oh, no, no, no. Those creepy little kids no, no. pitter-patting around the hallways at night. <laughs> <laughs> now that, no. I mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> now, the the last haunted object that I found was um, there was the woman from Alebe, which was found in Cyprus in 1878, and it is an eye-catching artifact carved from limestone. The statue is said to have been owned by four different families, each of them having family members dying within a few years of obtaining the artifact. So terrified by the deadly history of the the statue, the only surviving member of the last family donated the statue to the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, Mm -hmm. However, they didn't stop there. The museum curator who handled the statue was mysteriously murdered a few days after receiving the woman from them. Wow. So, and let me clarify that the entire families died it wasn't like just one family member died making it, you know, a normal occurrence and, you know, but no, four different families were all but wiped out by this, by owning this artifact and the only surviving member of the last family who owned it, donated it to the museum. Wow. That is pretty creepy. 
Wow. It kind of reminds me of another artifact that I found when I was doing some research. It was called the Goddess of Death. And it was the same thing. It was it was given to a family. It was um, an ancient artifact that was found. And the family died after coming into um, ownership of this statue. And it would pass down to different families and they would make these horrible deaths. And finally, when the last family received it, they're, they're like, no, no. And then, you know, they donated it and it's kept safely in the museum now. But I mean, it really goes to show you that you shouldn't really mess with these objects. I mean, no, no. there are some really terrifying stories attached to them. There really are. I mean, and we've talked about this when we were getting prepared for this episode. Um, I wanted to definitely mention, you know, the curse of like the Egyptian mummies. You remember yes. uh, that was a pretty big deal. And they started having all these, you know, mummies discovered, but it's not limited to just um, Egyptian mummies. Mm -mm. So there was the mummy of Atsi Aga, the Iceman, that was found in the Italy of Atzal Alps. Mm -hmm. And um, they believe that um, the discovery of this mummy is a curse and that the mummy has the power to destroy mankind, which really freaks me out because wow. it stimulates that part of my brain that, um, that says, okay, well, it's an ancient mummy from you know what kind of diseases does it have and when it falls out what's it going to spread <laughs> you know exactly. it hits that part of my my you know zombie apocalypse brain but um but yeah there's there's some great things to stimulate all types of creative fodder I think absolutely and I want to add for the um Iceman that you were just talking about I know a lot of uh, scientists and archaeologists that were associated with that particular discovery, they met some really tragic ends. I know one of them died in a car wreck just going to do a lecture about their discovery. Yeah, I think that was the forensic pathologist. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the mountaineer who uh, had discovered him, I think he died in an avalanche and uh, one of the hikers that was involved in finding it died after falling off um, a mountain on a d hidden path. I mean, wow. just, just some weird stuff. But I'm telling you, I'm telling the you. The Iceman, I think, was what he belonged to 3000 BCE. Mm. And his body was preserved because of the glacier had surrounded him after he died. Right. So I mean, when I say, when I, when I go into my, oh, he could have all kinds of weird diseases we don't know. That's what I mean is it, it really could be, you know, some weird stuff that we've never seen or heard from just by them chiseling him out of the ice. Well, that just goes to show you that our world is weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird and loving it. I, I, oh, I don't think I mentioned this to you. This is a little off topic, but um we're going to be having some weird realities merchandise created. We're getting yes. a new logo. Um, our producer, Lauren, is talking to the gentleman who did hers. And um, I saw some work that he did, which was kind of phenomenal. And I thought, hey, I wouldn't mind having a weird realities t-shirt. And I am sure that yeah. Gracie wouldn't either. So FYI, 
we might have some stuff coming down the pike for anybody who's interested in sharing in our enthusiasm for the weird with the why. There you go. There you go. And I want to take just a couple of seconds just to thank everybody that has followed us on Twitter and that's been listening on YouTube. We, we appreciate it and just tell everybody about us. Definitely. And um, just, uh, just a little update on me. My book was released on December 23rd, Tapestry of Worlds Part 1, The White Raven Awakens. I am working on Tapestry of Worlds Part 2, Running and Gunning as we speak. I'm actually editing it right now and get ready to wrap it up. And hopefully it will be coming out in March. So if you haven't gotten the book, it's on sale on Amazon currently for $2.99, unless you are a Kindle um, Unlimited member, at which point it is free. So please do me the favor of checking it out. If you're interested in all the weird and unusual things we talk about, trust me, you will see some of it in the books. Absolutely. there. It's an amazing book. And I, you need to hop on this before... You have to stay up night after night reading two or three books in the series. Yeah, um, and I did want to let you know also that I've got some reader interviews that are going to be released. Lauren's been working on those. Mm-hmm. And so um, if somebody is interested in just hearing what some people have to say about the books, just to kind of get an idea before they make any commitment, definitely do. But guys, it's I'm telling you, if you like the weird realities, you're going to love the books give it you know, give it a read and just give me a shout out and let me know what you think absolutely and we are planning a uh, pretty interesting 2021 for our lineup and we're going to be talking about things like the crystal skulls yay i i, I can't wait to research that one uh, yeah yeah and, and don't forget don't forget we've got weird realities inc coming out where we're going to focus on other writers and researchers of the weird absolutely Um, this this could include um people who are researching um giants the american stonehenge Uh, Mm -hmm. we actually have a guy who has done research on crystal skulls and written some books on it um my friend um jamie has she's just about to release a book um, a zombie book zombie fiction and so we've got just a bunch of weird and interesting stuff coming up guys yeah and I think other topics we're going to be talking about would be harp we're going to kind of dive into the hollow earth theory which I know yes. that's a, a particularly interesting subject for you Hadley and I can't wait to learn more about it and then we're going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones and if you've yes. never heard of that 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 is fascinating and the New World Order, that's what yes. I have been, um, I, I saw something last week. I mean, with the inauguration and everything, you know, some of the weird has come out of the woodwork. And one of the things was the New World Order. And so I was like, well, that sounds intriguing. What's this? And apparently the New World Order is like the new Illuminati type thing. And yes. they are responsible for the Georgia Godstones. Yes. And um, you know, if you've not heard of it, it is a mysterious monolith that is out in the middle of rural Georgia. It is in how many languages, Hadley? Do you remember? It's in like seven different languages. It's in a bunch. I can't remember exactly yeah. how many and um, it is. It is the rules for the, the New World Order. 
but it is an intriguing um, monolith if y'all don't know anything about it it actually has like a hole carved through it that you can see the sun rise and set at certain times of the year mainly mm -hmm. I think the winter or the summer solstice I can't remember exactly which one because again this is just research I've just gathered in passing right. but it's some it's some really interesting things exactly. the hollow earth theory I'm really interested um there was a pilot I want to say between the 1930s and 1940s that when he was flying saw a village well it was like a city in Antarctica it was like a modern city in Antarctica and he stopped he flew down um there was some crazy stuff that he witnessed and they told him and this is the hollow earth um it's all connected with that hollow earth theory and mm -hmm. it just really stimulates my imagination so I can't wait to explore that some more absolutely absolutely I think there's a lot that's come out about that in the last couple of years probably so yeah yeah it's, there's all kinds of I mean it's it's very interesting I mean and if you start looking at the theories with Mars and Mars being hollow and you know mm -hmm. the Martians being living within it and that the, you know it's it's very intriguing and I can't wait to, to see more or read more about it I, I, I agree <laughs> it's gonna be that is going to be a wild show I think no telling what we're gonna find out researching it I can't exactly. wait exactly Exactly. I can't wait to find out about the crystal skulls, which I don't know if you know this, but um, one of the ladies that I study with, she has a crystal skull oh, and wow. it's not one of the crystal skulls, right. obviously, but it's a crystal skull, which is kind of phenomenal. And um, she calls, I think she calls him El Wape. <laughs> she has a name for him and he travels around with her and she goes to all these neat, interesting places and she takes the crystal with her. Wow. And um, crystals are supposed to be like, memory stones like they record your memories and that's why like they're they're like I think crystals and your watches and I don't know it's all kinds of neat stuff with the crystals so yeah yeah maybe we can explore some of that too yeah definitely definitely so excited well guys I think we're going to wrap it up here and if you want to get in touch with us you can direct message us at instagram at weird underscore realities and that's weird with a y don't forget and we're on Twitter at Weird Realities. So that's all together, Weird Realities. If you have a story suggestion, just want to say hi, or you have someone or um, are interested in learning more, please email us at weirdrealities at gmail.com. Again, weird with a Y, W-Y-R-D-R-E-A-L-I-T-I-E-S at gmail.com. Special thanks to each and every one who follows us and listens to our show we love and appreciate you guys so much we're growing every day and i just can't tell y'all what great things are coming um if you get a chance tonight our producer lauren smith from night callers productions and night callers bigfoot radio is going to be making a big announcement about some stuff she has going on so be sure to um tune in and listen to what she's going to be announcing because we'll be there so that's it guys um we hope you enjoyed today's topic. Please leave a comment. Let us know what you thought. We know we're crazy. We're not, you know, any way, shape, or form. Do we think that we are experts on this material? No. We are just two chicks who like to write, who like to have a good time, and who are definitely looking to inspire our imagination and learn new things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everybody keep it weird, and we'll 
We'll be talking again soon. See y'all next month. Bye-bye. Mm,